everybody, and welcome to Learning from Smart People. I am your host, Rob Oliver, and I appreciate you tuning in today. I have a very interesting guest with me today. His name is Chris Ippolito. He is the host of the Get Coached podcast. And as that, he is documenting his entrepreneurial journey and his conversations with business experts and coaches along the way. He's building his business while balancing the responsibilities of a full-time real job, so to speak, being a new father and a supportive husband. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Rob. Let me just start with this. You've got a real, I say real job, and you understand I'm saying that completely (laughs) and totally tongue-in-cheek, but what has kind of given you the impetus to say, I'm looking to become an entrepreneur, I'm I'm kind of done with this nine to five, somebody else being my boss kind of job. Yeah, it's um, part of the reason. The motivation really comes from my being that new father. Uh, It's so that I can just have more freedom of time. I think that's really what it is. It's not necessarily that the lifestyle of being an entrepreneur. It's just being able to create an asset, so a business, or multiple businesses that generate enough income so that I don't have to go and work for somebody else and trade my time for money. Cool. So how you're a new father. Are you a father, a boy, a girl? How old? He's a boy. He turned eight months just not too long ago. Uh, It's been so much fun. Uh, One of the best decisions I ever made. Uh, and there's there's a big story behind that, but maybe not the right time or place for that. Listen, if you don't mind sharing it, I, I will tell you that I am the proud father of 18-year-old triplets. And oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that was a huge decision that my wife and I had to make, especially because of the fact that I had a disability and we had to talk about what kind of dad I was going to be. So if you don't mind sharing with us, what what's the backstory there? Sure. I, I'll, I'll summarize it as best as possible. So I'm currently 37, going to be 38 later on this year. At the age of 30, I knew, quote unquote, knew I did not want to have kids. I actually went and got a vasectomy. Um, and my wife and I, like we were together and we made the decision together and said, you know what? That is just not the lifestyle that we want to have. We're, we're fine just being married and, and a dual income, no kids type of scenario. Uh, but just as life progressed and, and it really started when I was kind of, it was around 35, I didn't even realize it, but I just felt something was missing in my life. I struggled with depression, uh, battled that for it was much more than starting at 35, but at 35 is really where I would say it, uh, I guess peaked isn't the right word, but that's where it just was the, I went through the, the biggest struggles there. Um, and then through some coaching and mentorship, I kind of started going down the right path. And a few years later, then all of a sudden my wife caught me kind of mentioning kids and she's like, do we need to have a talk? Cause you've been bringing up, kids quite a bit lately. And I was like, really? I have? So anyways, we we have this conversation. Well, we took some time apart, thought about it. And and I actually, through some journaling, meditation, and just some alone time thinking, realized that a part of what I felt was missing was uh, leaving a legacy. And you know, there's multiple ways that people can do it. But one was through having kids. And I knew, 
I knew this was the right decision just because of how emotional I got when I kind of confirmed like, yes, I think I want to, I want to be a father. It was such an intense feeling. So shared with my, my wife and we acted super, super quick went and, uh, I think the final decision to like go forward was in October. Uh, it was like late October, early November, started calling around to see like, where can I go get a reversal done? Uh, found one place out in Ontario. So like far, like way on the other side of Canada. Uh, he said he could get me in within three months. So I was like, sure, put me on the list. My assistant will call you when we were ready to book. So his assistant calls me. This is like early December, first week of December, uh, late in the, actually late first week, December. And she says, okay, so let's book your time. I've got available December 13th, which was like the next week, February 14th. And then she starts rattling off a couple more days. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hang on. Did you say December 13th? She's like, yeah. I'm like, that's my birthday. Book it. It's like, just book me in. I'll figure out flights, accommodations and all that stuff. So she's like, okay. So I called my wife. I was at work at the time. I'm like, okay, I'm booked for December 13th. Can you take care of the rest of it? Sure. Books the flight, books the hotel, booked a nurse because you can't check yourself out uh, on your own during that kind of surgery. So I needed a nurse with me to do it. And so within a week of them calling me, I was flying down to Toronto and Ontario to go get the surgery performed. Uh, the normal recovery time uh, before they suggest you, like, we won't get into when they suggest trying. Let's get into when they said it's likely to occur, like you're healed up enough that it's going to happen, usually like three to six months, sometimes even longer. Uh, we found out she was pregnant when we did all the math. She got pregnant late January. Wow. Yeah. Nine months later, well, almost 10 months later in October, my son was born. Fantastic. I, may I ask, what's his name? His name is Austin. Excellent. At eight months, uh, you're getting some sleep through the night now. And it's not a matter <laughs> of waking up every so often to have to, to feed him, right? He's not the best sleeper. Uh, he's still struggling a little bit with that. That could be our own fault for not you know, doing some better sleep training, but our normal nights are, I go to bed at like nine, between nine and 10. Uh, and then I'm up at on a good night. I'm able to sleep till between four and five on a rough night. I'm up at like three in the morning. And then my wife will do the late shift where she stays up late uh, and, and has him sleep in a, in a different area outside of the bedroom so that I can get some sleep. So I'm somewhat functional for the day job. Cause I work from home as well. And yeah, so we're, we're making it work. <laughs> Excellent. It, listen, one of the things that I, and this is totally not where I was expecting to go today, but one of the things that you talked about that really hits home with me is that concept of leaving a legacy mm. and so many times on a podcast, we, we're talking about business and we're talking about money, you know, making money and being your own boss and all of this kind of stuff. And what we talk about is money and investing money into certain, you know, opportunities into certain technologies into whatever it is that we're investing our money into hoping for a return on that. What we invest in our kids is time and energy and love. 
and the return on that investment is, as MasterCard says, is priceless. Yeah. And so, I, and let me just, on a side note, this episode is going to air uh, the week after Father's Day. Oh, cool. And <laughs> I will, I, this is a really kind of odd thing that I did. I was inspired a couple years ago and I started a concept. I started a website called Rename Father's Day. And the reason is I wanted to rename it as Dad's Day because I feel like there are far too many fathers. Your father is who gives you his DNA, but a dad is someone who gives you their heart. And I, I really encourage everybody out there who's a father to invest your time in your kids and to, to be that person. And on a completely side tangent, you don't have to be someone's father to be that dad figure to them. You can invest time and energy into a young person and have a lasting impact and really leave a legacy on their lives. Wow. We are way off track from where we were going to go, <laughs> but I, I think that that's really valuable. So let me try and get us shifting gears and like we're shifting I don't from like reverse into 16th gear, whatever it is. Um, so tell me your idea then, to have a podcast. Where did that come from? How long have you been doing this? I, I know that you've done 50 episodes. How long has this been going on? Uh, great question. So the the story that I shared actually has a little bit of a connection to the podcast as well. So I'd mentioned around 35 that it was through some mentorship that I was able to kind of write my path and, and start uh, taking care of myself mentally. That's a big influence and reason why I started the podcast was to be able to share with as many people as possible the that type of relationship, not with myself necessarily that, I mean, if somebody reached out and we built a mentoring or coaching relationship, that would be fantastic. But it's more, and, and the reason I call it the Get Coached podcast is I, I'm, I feature business coaches and people who are looking to mentor others. And I want an audience to find somebody that just really they connect with and then start building a relationship with them beyond the podcast because of the impact that happened for me and, and that kind of relationship. So it took me a few years to finally get to that. And um, the, the other motivator is just there's a lot of, um, we'll say, influential people, Gary Vaynerchuk, Russell Brunson, a lot of these guys that went and and they create these massive platforms to build their businesses. And, and that was their common advice was go build a platform, whether it's on YouTube, a podcast, a blog, it doesn't matter, go build it and then document your journey. That's your content for the first little bit. And if you can bring people on and, and incorporate them into that journey, even better, right? And so that's kind of where the the whole the concept of the podcast came from was me wanting to share the value of coaching and mentorship with uh, other entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs. Uh, and then I just decided on leveraging podcasts as my platform because I'm comfortable with it. I, I Of the three platforms, I, I felt it was the easiest for me to do out of my home uh, and I'm, I'm comfortable doing it. I, I did a pod or, um, a YouTube channel with some friends for almost 10 years. So being able to talk to, uh, an, an audience that's not there is, I got used to it over the, that time. 
Sure. And, and I mean, the nice thing about a podcast is when you're having a guest on, you know, you've got someone to talk to. I had the experience of trying to do a couple solo episodes of a podcast. And it's really hard when you're just talking into a blank screen and there's a, no one to listen to. You, you get the actual connection. As I mentioned, how long have you been doing your podcast? Right. Uh, so I started that. The whole idea started late 2019. Uh, I started the process in October and then episodes started releasing in January. Okay, cool. Tell me you're working with business coaches uh, and like, are there some themes that have emerged as you're talking to different business coaches? Have you been surprised that you're getting a lot of different views on things? What's the experience been like? Yeah, it's been really interesting actually. And I've, I've read a lot of the, you know, personal development books, some of the better ones out there, the more popular ones. I've listened to a lot of podcasts and then now talking to business coaches. So who are, they're, they're professionals at guiding people in success in business. Yes, you definitely start noticing some very common themes. Um, and, and that's been kind of the fun part of doing that is after talking to 50 of them, actually more, I've just interviewed 50 of them for the show is you start seeing these underlying themes and, or commonalities. So it's, I was actually talking to another coach about that. And he said, I don't know about the coaching space right now, because he's like, there's no originality or nothing new being said. And I agreed with him. I said, yeah, I 100% agree. But I said, that doesn't mean it's not valuable, <laughs> right? right? Like success yeah. principles are principles. It doesn't matter. You can't reinvent them all the time. Maybe something new comes, but the some of the oldest books I've read were, are from the, the Stoic philosophy, like ancient Greece, Marcus Aurelius's meditations. The lessons he's sharing in there are still the same principles that people are teaching nowadays. It might sound a little different, but when you, if you're able to really boil it down and try and understand the message versus listening to the words being said, it there there's a lot of commonalities. Very interesting. I, my analogy would be that like carpentry, the, the tools of carpentry have been the same for many, many years, but it doesn't mean that you stop training carpenters and that people don't need to learn how to use those tools to become masters of those tools because the better you get with them the more skilled you are um, the better the outcome of the work is that you produce the more valuable the work is that you produce and does that seem like a reasonable analogy to you yeah for sure there's the the common tools but uh and then there's the the other phrase of uh abraham lincoln where he he would spend you know, the majority of time sharpening his ax before he starts cutting down the tree. And, and, and that's a lot of, that actually is one of the more common things is take time and think and reflect and, and invest in yourself so that you can be more successful in whichever endeavor you're pursuing, whether it's business or personal, it really doesn't matter. Sure. So it seems to me then like as working on your podcast, working with different business coaches and so on, you're, you're trying to make a lot of connections. You're trying to basically do a lot of networking. Do you have like a certain strategy that, that works for you in the way that you're making those connections? Yes, absolutely. So how I started the podcast was with, uh, I guess in marketing terms, cold traffic. I went to LinkedIn and searched business coaches 
and then just started a a cold outreach where I had a message that I, a pretty standard message that I would send as my initial request, not pitching anything. It was more, Hey, this is what I'm looking to do. If you're interested in being considered a guest, you know, let's connect. So if they accepted my connection, well, that told me they were interested. And then I would have a follow-up sequence thereafter. Once I booked my first I think it was like my first 16 or so conversations that way. And it took reaching out to well over 150. I think I'm close to 200 almost for that. And I got 16 that we we did the, my pre-interview. So I do a process of 15-minute pre-interview to just make sure there's a good fit, test their audio quality and all that kind of stuff, uh, figure out the topic that we want to talk about. And then we book a 60-minute block to record the episode. So I got 16 out of a little, just close to 200 outreach. But from those 16 people and a little bit of trickle from those other outreach and now referrals and, and word of mouth, I've not had to go and solicit a request from a guest since then, which okay. was crazy. I, I just didn't expect that. I figured I was always going to have to be actively looking for new guests and and kind of almost like at the beginning, I felt like I was begging for uh, for a bit, but just saying like, hey, please be on my show so that if I, because if I don't have a guest, I don't really have a show and I can't get started. And I, I got started and it's been fantastic. I'm already actually building uh, a waiting list in a sense for, for when I start recording for 2021. Absolutely awesome. It's, it's kind of a, once you get the ball rolling, it becomes self-perpetuating. So great strategy there. So as you're doing your podcast, as you're having these guests, are you, what are you learning about the process of doing this as far as, is there, is there a strategy that you have so that this doesn't take over your entire life? Cause you're trying to work. You've got a wife, you've got kid. Like how do you strategize to make this so it doesn't become overwhelming for you? Yeah. So I've been, I'll say right up front, I've been very fortunate and blessed in in what has happened for me and i would i would venture to say it's not likely to happen for a lot of other people but because i was so active early on in networking and making connections not just with guests but people i wanted to connect with my audience as well and find out what do you want what makes a good podcast and i i posted that kind of question on reddit near the beginning of all this. And somebody reached out and we had a bit of a back and forth and he checked out a, a few of the initial episodes and I get a message and he goes, so I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing and I want to help you out. And I was like, okay, cool. But in what capacity? He's like, I'm a, actually a, a professional audio engineer. That's what I do for podcasts. And he's like, I am willing to do this and help you out at no cost. Cause I believe in what you're doing so much. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, how do you turn that down? So we, yeah. we've been partnered since the beginning. He's, he's somebody that I bounce ideas off of. He helps clean up the audios. He's helped with a lot of the, the output after I record. Um, and then a young gentleman that I've been mentoring for the last couple of years, um, uh, we reconnected recently and we were chatting and he was informing me that he wants to 
start building a social media management agency, but he's, he's at scratch. He's struggling to find clients because he's got no results and so on and so forth. So I said, okay, well, I'm looking to get a stronger presence on Instagram with get coached. Cause I have no idea what I'm doing. You're saying you're, you know what you're doing. So why don't you help me out and I'll help you out in a sense. So if, I can be a case study. I can, I'll continue coaching and mentoring you on the things that I'm learning. He's like 19 years old right now. So he's very young. He's got a lot to learn and and I'm more than willing to continue investing in him. If he's, if he's going to continue investing in helping me grow my social media presence, we we're focusing on Instagram for now, but he wants to kind of expand that. So I've got two people helping me out that, for financial, like I'm not, there's no financial exchange. That's why I said, like, I'm super blessed and grateful to have their help in, in growing the podcast. Yeah. I actually think that more people have those kind of connections than they realize. I agree. I agree. Sometimes it's just, you got to have the right conversation. And sometimes you just got to ask like, Hey, do you want to partner up in a sense on this project? Yeah. I have written three books and two of them. My editor happened to be a friend of mine who I was talking to, talking about the process of writing. And she was like, well, hey, I've done magazine editing. I've never done book editing. But if you need my help, I'm happy to do that. And then the cover design I was the other way around. I have a friend of mine who's a graphic designer. I reached out and said, hey, can you help me with this? And I'm like, okay, what do I owe you? And he says, well... Um, when you hit the New York Times bestseller list, we can talk. But until then, <laughs> like, you're my friend and I'm happy to help you out. So very, very cool. And it's sometimes it happens that it comes up in conversation. Sometimes you just got to reach out because there are people in your life who have skills and are willing to help. But part of it is, and I think you said this, you were already mentoring the guy who's doing your social media stuff. So it's about actually investing in relationships and sometimes the return on the investment of time and wisdom and knowledge into those relationships comes back to to be a blessing for you that you know in a way that you weren't exactly expecting. Yeah, one of my favorite books is The Go Giver, um, and and that's kind of the whole principle there is just give and invest in others, and in a sense, like you, you're the universe, God, whatever you believe in, you'll it'll come back to you, and and it comes back in multiples to you, which is very interesting uh, until you've gone through that experience. You don't, you probably won't believe it, but it's, it's starting to happen for me, which has been, like I said, I'm incredibly grateful for it. Sure. So as you're working on this podcast, sometimes it's really easy to get bogged down in the what of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it sounds to me though that you had a why and you had an experience of finding that why it, you know, you had mentoring that was going on with you and you're kind of wanting to share that you're also wanting to um, help build your own platform. Do you have advice for other folks that are out there that maybe like a hamster on a wheel, there's a lot of motion, but there's not a whole lot of progress. There's no purpose to it. Do you have an, suggestions for them on how to find a why in what you're doing. Yeah, that uh, 
Okay, I'll start with that is by far the number one theme when working with a coach of any sort is they're going to ask you to or help you sometimes find out what your why is. For me, as I kind of shared in the story, I knew what my why was based on the emotional reaction I got from it. Uh, as much as I study Stoic philosophy, I can still be uh, a bit of a, a sob when it comes to especially my son and my wife. Um, in other aspects of life, no problem remaining in that relatively Stoic manner, but I cried like a baby at my wedding and I cried like a baby when my son showed up in the world. So um, I think for me, it's the way I, I would suggest people is just think, go and experience your life and just be very mindful around what it is that lights you up inside. For me, I actually get this physical reaction inside of me that I, it just like, I get flushed and I get my heart just like starts beating a little bit harder. And to me that, that it's, that's the indication that like what I'm doing or thinking about in this current moment is very important to me. And I should dig into that a little bit more. So through journaling or meditation or thinking, take time to yourself really to be able to do it because you're, you're not going to be able to do it out and about watching Netflix or, or, whatever distracting activities that you're, you're currently doing sit in silence and, or just take your mind off of things and kind of let it roam around a little bit. So it's interesting. So many times the why of our existence is to make money, right? And mm. you, you can do just about anything to make money. And it, when you have that concept of what is it that you are passionate about? What is it that that excites you and how do you use that passion and how do you use that concept to be something that, that you can do that makes an impact on the world in a very positive way, but is also something that can be financially rewarding. I, I love the concept. It, listen, Chris, you have been very open and very honest with us on the show and I appreciate your willingness to do that. If people are looking to listen to your podcast or get connected with you, where can they find you on the web? Yeah, best place to go because everything will be listed on there is getcoachedpodcast.com. And you'll find all the listings for the different podcast directories, all the social media that uh, the podcast is on, uh, which we're, I'm pretty much everywhere. So, but the website's always the best place to start. Excellent. I'll make sure I will put that in the show notes and I've got a link to a couple of your social media things. So I'll make sure and include those in there as well. Listen, you are indeed smart and I have learned from you, but it is time for my favorite part of the show. It is learning from smart people. We have three questions to establish your humanity. You ready for these? <laughs> sure. Okay. So with COVID and with everything that's going on, restaurants have been closed. What is the local restaurant that you are most looking forward to getting back to and grabbing a seat and enjoying your most favorite local meal? Um, I would say Cinzio. <laughs> I love cinnamon buns. <laughs> okay. So tell me about Cinzio. What, what is it? And what it, it's a place that makes cinnamon it's buns or cinnamon buns. Yeah. They're just, they're very basic. They don't do any of those like fancy 
weird cinnamon buns or you put weird toppings on it. They're just nice big cinnamon bun with the like the 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 icing on it and that's that's all they do that and coffees and we my my wife and i would whenever we walk by one i'm always like we should get a cinnamon bun she's like no you don't have to get one every time you walk by a cinzio well of course there are those of us that would completely and totally disagree with her every time you go by (laughs) of course you need one so when you were young what was your best subject in school math by a long shot actually cool and last question for you what is what book are you either currently reading or have you most recently read that you found to be very enjoyable and insightful for you uh i am currently reading or slash listening to sapiens uh which has been really cool and then before that the book that i thought had the just the most significant impact on it was the laws of human nature by robert green there you go. Uh, something for listeners. If you're interested, go ahead and check out what's on Chris's current reading list. Listen, Chris, thank you very much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I think that um, you've brought a lot of good stuff and a lot of insight. And I encourage people to go out there, uh, subscribe to our podcast. And after you subscribe to that, go out and check out what Chris has uh, to offer as well. To all my listeners, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you've enjoyed this. I will remind you, as always, when you stop learning, you stop living. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.